0: once again to Grease the Wheels. It's your Uncle Jimmy behind the mic, telling you how it is, telling you how it was, telling you how it should be. Uh, Listen, uh, today's podcast comes to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage, and I want to talk to you about what i want to call the line in the sand and when someone says the line in the sand it means that's it they're not going to put up with anything over that line in the sand and what i'm talking about is technician skills okay technician knowledge and training and basic skills whether or not you're any fucking good at it or not okay Now, in the past on this podcast, I have suggested that all of us, regardless of what our job title is or what we do or how long we've been doing it or where we went to tech school, even if we went to tech school, all of us as technicians, as mechanics, lube techs, whatever you want to call them. Whatever name you want to use for us, we are all a brotherhood. We all need to kind of bond together and become one, and that's going to be the best way for us to get what we need from our employers. And I have some things coming uh, that may encourage you to actually work for yourself, but that's a whole—that's a whole other podcast. That's way down the road, okay? What I want to do, however, on this particular podcast is point out the line. In the sand okay there has to be a line in the sand there has to be a point of demarcation and what i mean by that is there has to be a certain amount of knowledge present in a mechanic or a technician or in a lube tech in order for them to actually be considered a mechanic a technician or even a lube tech okay and what i mean by that is you got to know certain and the sense you got certain things you should know before you open a toolbox, before you pick up a wrench, before you tighten a fucking drain plug, before you unscrew an oil filter, before you put air in the tires, there's certain things that you should know. And if you don't know them, you need to go back to Walmart. You need to go back to McDonald's, ask them if they want fries with that. I mean it, okay? There has to be a point where we take people and say, guess what, you're not a fucking technician. If you can't do something right, if you can't do this without fucking it up, you can't be a technician. Go back to school. Learn how to do something else. Become a veterinarian. Work construction. Fucking become a secretary or a porn star or whatever. Maybe even a, a comedian or or become homeless. I don't give a shit. Just stop doing it. Stop being a technician. Okay. There's certain things that you should know. A loop tech obviously isn't going to know a, a whole heck of a lot. There could be loop techs out there. That are actually really, really smart Really intelligent But somehow It doesn't even sound right To say that out loud Um, Loop techs are typically guys Who don't Maybe even don't have tools Maybe the The shop they're working at supplies the tools. Okay. Um, And they give them this rudimentary training and they tell them how to uh, look things up. You know, this is how you look up an oil filter. This is how you look up the capacity of the oil in the the vehicle. This is how you look up the air filter. This is how you stuff the air filter in the customer's face so he'll buy a new one. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, they're going to train you just exactly as much as they need you to be trained to do that job at that oil change place or in that service drive the lube tech racks at a shop or a dealer, and that's it. And it's okay if that's where you're at. Okay, and if you aspire to be a technician, to be a mechanic, to be one of the flat rate guys in the shop, or to, uh, you know, be one of the technicians who has a great big snap-on triple bank toolbox full of tools, and you have all the knowledge to, to to use them, and you make lots of money. If you aspire to that, that's great. But if you're in the if you're a lube tech and someone's hired you as a lube tech, te- chances are you didn't overly impress that individual when you got hired. But if you work there you have a chance to impress that same individual who hired you and can give you a raise and can move you up in the shop. You have the uh, ability to impress that guy later on by learning how to do what you do well, doing it well, having proper attitude and being better at what you do than everybody else. Okay. Lots of guys, I'm sure lots of guys started out as lube techs. And they aspired to be technicians, so they learned everything they needed to learn to become a technician. And guess what? It worked for them. And maybe you know, maybe they uh, got trained by somebody. Maybe somebody helped them out. Somebody probably helped everybody out. I actually don't recall anybody helping me out all that much. But uh, I was a self starter. But uh, you can you can get there. You can get to where you want to go. Okay. But if you are one of these people, if you are a lube tech and you're, you are know, nineteen. 20 years old and for some reason or another you seem to think you know everything and you go out and you you know you get a truck account with the snap-on guy for $25,000 and you buy all these tools and all you're doing is changing oils you are what I like to call an idiot okay because even a trained technician if he had no tools whatsoever wouldn't do that a trained technician such as myself I figured out what I needed and bought the minimum amount of tools I needed borrowed what i needed from the other technicians and if i borrowed it a lot i bought it so if you start out in a lube tech as a lube tech and you buy twenty-five thousand dollars worth of tools it indicates that you're not too fucking bright okay now as far as being a technician and i don't want to talk about lube tech guys anymore okay because that's kind of the uh the purgatory of being in the shop okay you can either make it as a technician from there or you can remain a lube tech or you can go back to school and do something more fucking useful with your life. Um, but what I'm talking about is somebody who gets hired in as a technician or who gets a job as a technician, either in your shop or in any one of the other fucking shops around the country. I don't care if it's a pet Boys, a Goodyear, or a Chevy dealership. If you get hired as a technician, there are certain things that you should know before they let you in the door. And these things have fallen off by the wayside over the last few years because of the extreme shortage of technicians okay what I mean by that is shop owners and service managers and other people who interview technicians to work in their shops have lowered their standards so fucking much that they will pretty much take anyone who can fog a fucking mirror and all they're doing if they do that is creating problems for the people who work there I've had to fix plenty of cars that were not fixed correctly not even remotely correctly, by some of the new hires that we have had in some of the shops I've worked. And I do not enjoy that. If you work in a shop, there needs to be a certain amount of information that you should have in your fucking head before you get in the door. Because I have seen so many technicians roll in with their fucking craftsman toolbox that they got for christmas the year before and claim that they're a mechanic and then they roll in and they give him a bay and they give him a car and then when they can't fucking fix it they ask the guy next to him and the guy next to him doesn't want to help him and he ends up helping him anyway because he's just annoying and then he gets the car fixed maybe right probably not And then somebody else is going to have to come along and fix it if it's not fixed right. And that kid's not going to know that he's a fuck up. He's not going to know. He may look back later and say, oh, I fucked that car up. Yeah. And he's not going to give a shit, typically, because they don't have any idea what's really going on. Now, that's not to say that, you know, a a technician who's been doing it for years can't fuck up a car. Believe me, we we just had that podcast. We do fuck up cars. Happens all the time. Okay, but a new guy who rolls in with some tools and no experience and starts working on the cars and effing them up big time. That guy, he's got to go. He's got to go. Don't hire him. Okay, I've always told uh, my service managers and the shop owners that they need to have another technician in the room with them when they talk to a prospective technician uh, hire. When they're talking, when they're in an interview with a person they want to hire as a technician, they should have another technician from their shop in the room with them, so that they can kind of get an idea for what this guy or girl knows. Now, I want to make a. I wanted to give you a list of things that I believe that. Any technician in the shop, and I mean every technician in the shop is what I mean mean to say. Every technician in the shop should know some basic shit, okay? And here's some of the basic shit I came up with that a technician should know. Number one, I think every technician in the shop should know how an ignition coil works. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a mechanic, you're a technician, and you don't know how an ignition coil works, fucking find out, okay? Because I really believe that that's like a base thing that you should know. Okay, I know how they work and I know why they don't work most of the time and you don't really honest to god need to know why they don't work You just need to know that they don't okay But you think that if you replaced a coil and the new coil didn't fix it But it's still not working that you would be better off knowing how a coil worked. Okay point made Okay, uh number two since a lot of cars have this now And some of them are gonna have them forever and I don't ever see them going away Although some cars for some reason don't have them, uh If you're going to be a technician in the shop, you should know how secondary air works. I mean it. How a secondary air pump works, why it works, when it works, and what it does, okay? If you're a technician and you know the answer to that question, pat yourself on the back because I've run into a lot of people, a lot of technicians I should say, that don't know how a secondary air pump works and or why, what its job is. They don't know. And then when they go to diagnose it, they have no fucking clue why it doesn't work. And so they have to be pretty much... Have their hand fucking held To figure it out, okay But if you know how it works, you know The premise, you know what it's Trying to do, you know why it works When it works, then then You're way ahead of the game when it does Something it's not supposed to and it throws a check engine light on Okay, instead of just going in And fucking replacing parts all willy-nilly Just fucking Aiming the parts cannon at the fucking car And firing it off, okay Um, There's another thing that you should know This is probably the most rudimentary thing ever and you would be surprised how many technicians haven't got a fucking clue about this and, and I mean you would really literally be surprised but I have met a lot of technicians who aren't who don't know why they exist or what they do and I'm talking about fuses now as a technician I know that this next statement is true for all of you cuz it's true for me how many times have you spent 10 15 20 minutes maybe half an hour trying to figure out why something doesn't work and then it occurs to you later after you've wasted a lot of time to check the fucking fuses and then you find one that's blown for that circuit. Well, it, it, it does happen. You sometimes can't see the forest for the trees. I'll admit it happens to me. You would think, and I would think, and I personally think that this is true for myself, you would think that you would go at that first because that's kind of obvious and the cars i work on some of the fuse boxes some of the fuse boxes suck to get at so you wouldn't go there first but you probably should so keep that in mind gentlemen uh and ladies if you're diagnosing a car you got electrical problem pull up the wiring diagram find out what fuse it is and just check it okay and i want to tell you a story and i hate to make these podcasts about me but this is this has happened to me and I pray it hasn't happened to you because this has made me angrier than almost anything ever, ever in my life. I have worked on probably three or four cars in my career where fucking fuses were just plain missing. How in the fuck does this happen? Well, I'll explain it to you. A technician of some lower caliper, or I mean caliber, as in a gun, caliber, not caliper. A technician of dubious skills gets to a car and something isn't working. Typically, it's the cigarette lighter because after all, the person who owns that car has an iPod, a radar detector, their phone, a coffee maker, and who knows what the fuck else plugged into one tiny cigarette lighter power outlet. And so the fuse blows because that's what they do when you overload them. They're designed to protect the circuit, to keep the wires from melting and creating a fire. The fuse blows, and then they fall into the dealership or the shop that you're at and say, oh, uh, my power outlet doesn't work anymore. My cigarette lighter doesn't work anymore. Whatever they want to call it. It doesn't work. And they don't know why, because they're car stupid so instead of pulling you off a large job where you might be putting connecting rod bearings in an m3 or you might be you know doing an alignment on a a ferrari or whatever you're doing they're not going to pull you off of that to put a fuse in a car they send out the new guy joey dimwit so he goes out there and he finds that the fuse for the cigarette lighter is blown do you want me to replace it uh, yeah, that would be great. Here's where the fucking problem starts. For some reason, Joey Dimwit doesn't want to go and get a fuse from somebody, the parts guy, or even you, or anybody else for that matter. Instead, what he does, he takes a fuse out of another spot in a fuse box that's the same amperage, maybe, and puts it in the spot where that fuse is supposed to go. Voila, he fixed the car. The cigarette lighter power outlet now works perfectly. That's beautiful. So the customer leaves, and they get down the road, maybe 5, 10 miles, and they find that, guess what? Something else is not working now. What the fuck? Maybe they turn around and come back. Maybe they don't. Maybe they come back later. Maybe they come back a month later. But they come back, and now suddenly the wipers don't work. Or the left turn signal. Or maybe the inside dome light. Or maybe the convertible top. Or maybe... The fucking car doesn't start now, because I've had that very recently, I might add. Guess what you find? You find a pile of faults for a circuit that says low voltage, low voltage. Well, low voltage to me means that there's some voltage there, it's just low. So you check the battery, the battery's good. You check some of the other components in there, the alternator, that's good, the belt's tight, okay. So you go and you, hopefully, hopefully you have maybe only one or two faults Or maybe three or four faults And they're all pretty much For the same thing So you can zero in On what it is And then you go And you look And you see Oh I gotta check fuse 19 And then you see That fuse 19 Is fucking missing That's when you go Find Joey Dimwit And you go Hey Didn't you just put a fuse In this car Oh yeah yeah I fixed the I fixed the power outlet Yeah Where'd you get that fuse from Oh I got it from The fuse box right there Oh uh-huh. Come here for a second. I want to murder you, you fucking dick. This has happened to me not once, not twice. Three times it's happened to me. The first time it wasn't that big a deal. Okay, they pulled the fuse from something innocuous that really wasn't a huge problem. The second time it happened, I literally came within a few seconds of murdering this idiotic moron of a technician that had done this. He had pulled the fuse out of another spot to put it in the spot where the fuse for the cigarette lighter was supposed to go and the fuse he pulled was for the park distance control now the park distance control is faulted and the customer's like oh well ever since you okay because they always say that now my park distance control doesn't work so i get it not knowing that fucking this kid was a, a, an amazing moron it's just amazing he had a school zone speed limit iq he was really an idiot he talked like an idiot he looked like an idiot he was a fucking idiot and I didn't know that he had put a fuse in another spot. I had to go and try to find the fuse for this particular device in the car that didn't work. And you know what? Because the manufacturer that I work for likes to change shit on a regular basis, there was no fuse there for it. It said there was supposed to be a fuse in number 12 for this particular function, the PDC, and there was no f- fuse in number 12. And also there was no spade in there, so no fuse had ever been in there. The you know the fuse had no circuit to connect there was nothing there you could have put a fuse in there but it wasn't going to fix anything and what i found out after beating my head against the wall for about an hour or so and calling the technical support line was that that vehicle actually had the park distance control integrated into a module somewhere else and that that fuse was missing, which the wiring diagram totally did not direct me to. So I found that that fuse was missing. And when I found that fuse missing, this kid in, in the stupidest deputy dog voice you can imagine goes, oh, I took that fuse out and put it in that other spot for the acid lighter. And I cannot believe to this day that I did not murder him on the fucking spot because that's two hours of my life that I am not ever gonna get back. And he just wandered off because morons are always happy They're happy. Oh, I still got a job. Great. I'm I'm a technician. (laughs) Probably can't even fucking spell it. But you know what? And, And as terrible as that story might sound to you, maybe it doesn't sound terrible to you. Maybe it's never happened to you. Hopefully it doesn't ever happen to you. But as terrible as that story sounds, I have a story which is worse. Yes. And this was real recent. Okay. This one involved a flatbed. Yes. A flatbed and a hybrid 5 Series BMW. It comes in and it won't start, it won't even turn over, and it's a hybrid, so that means it doesn't have a starter. It just has a little thing called an E-machine where the torque converter would normally go, and that starts the car. It's great, works great. When it works, it works great. So I have to go out and because it won't start and it won't turn over and it won't do anything, I can't put it in neutral. So what I have to do is I have to jack the car up, crawl underneath it, screw a screw up into the transmission to put the car in neutral, and then I have to get, because our pusher was broken, I have to get a couple, two, three heavy hitters from the shop to help me push it in the shop. So that was an adventure, especially when it's 102 degrees out. And so I get the car in the shop and I I get the, uh, the scan tool on it and i run the faults and the car had 135 faults 135 and i think actually that might have been a record for me i've had some cars with a lot of faults before but i don't think i've ever had one with 135 so i started looking at them and i've got some training i've got some skills you know i've got some experience i start looking at them start looking at them start looking at it start looking at. Them. i go this is all because of one thing this is all because of one thing so I'm like, okay, what's the main module here? So I start looking at that main module and I pull up a wiring schematic for it and I boom. There's two fuses that run that module. Okay, awesome. So I go in and I look and guess what? Yep, you guessed it. One of those fucking fuses was missing. And I'm telling you, I had my I had my test light in my hand. Cause that's how because you can't even hardly even see the fuses in these cars. They bury them in the back of the dashboard and then you get through them through a, a small hole in the in the fucking glove box and you You practically need a gynecologist uh, the tools of a gynecologist to get at it but i got at it with my test light and saw there was no fuse there whatsoever and if that technician had been standing there anywhere within about a five foot radius would have stuck that fucking test light right in his fucking eye because that's that that, i'm telling you it still makes me mad it still gets me worked up i'm going to try to avoid giving you the old angry diatribe here on this uh grease the wheels podcast but it's going to be tough in my infinite wisdom i go get a fuse i plug it in boom Car starts. Everything seems to work. No, wait a minute. Not everything. I've got about seven things that don't work. Okay. So I start trying to diagnose them. And you know what my problem was? Is I thought, you know what? There's nobody stupid enough in this whole world to take more than one fuse out and not put it back. But I was wrong. I was wrong. I had faults for two other circuits. And I kept looking at them, kept looking at them, kept looking at them. All of a sudden, it dawned on me. This fucking retard took... Fuses out of another spot Sure enough Fuse was missing for another component that wasn't working Put that fuse in ah, Good to go So I had some faults left over still And I went And there's a fuse box in the back of these cars So there's one in the front There's one in the back And you know what? This guy was putting in a hard day's work Because he got at the fuse box in the back And started pulling fuses And he left one out And so when I finally replaced that fuse It completely fixed the car Now I don't know I don't know who's paying for what. Somebody's got to pay me for the aggravation. And they better pray. And I'll never find out who this fucking guy was that pulled these fuses out of this car. Because that irritated the shit out of me to no end. If you, and and that gets me back to where this podcast started. If you're a technician, if you claim to be a technician, a mechanic of any kind, and you pull a fuse out of a fuse box to put it in another spot and then don't replace either one of them with a new fuse, you are no longer a technician. You are a stupid motherfucker and you need to take your fucking tools back to Sears and return them and go see the softer side, okay? Seriously, because you don't belong in the shop. You're just a dumb fuck. If this problem has never occurred to you, pray it doesn't because it it throws you for a loop. It throws you for a loop. It's something unexpected. It's almost like somebody has done this on purpose. And as a matter of fact, when I was attending uh, training for the brand that I work for, they would actually do this on purpose, but they never did it to me. They just sabotaged relays and wanted to see if I could find the relays. (laughs) To wrap up this uh, podcast, what I want to say to you as a technician is, if you have guys in your shop who would do stupid shit like this to you, you really need to either take them under your wing and teach them something, and sometimes it's just as simple as teaching them what not to fucking do, or you need to just get the fuck rid of them. And usually, within the first two, three weeks or so, maybe a month, you can figure out if a technician's worth keeping. Um, the problem I've always had in the past, and 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 I can't believe I have ever, I can't believe I've ever had this problem, but there have been technicians I've worked with who had no fucking business being in a shop with tools and putting on their facebook page that they're technicians because they're just that fucking stupid and sometimes they compound the stupidity that they have with being lazy and that is the absolute worst and you need to get these fucking guys out of here and you know what I'm not going to tolerate these these guys Okay, that's just a personal thing. If my service manager or my shop manager or my shop owner hires somebody who ain't worth the fuck, I'm gonna tell them, Say, you know what? This guy ain't worth the fuck. He needs to get. He needs to be sent down the road. I've actually had some technicians that were supremely awful, but they were nice guys. You you, you liked them and you were rooting for them, but they were just terrible at it. And they weren't gonna. They weren't getting any better. And they didn't think. They just did st- stupid, stupid fucking shit. And stuff that would make you scratch your head stuff that makes you go what the fuck were you thinking oh that's right you weren't it makes you appreciate a, a technician who gets hired who has a good attitude and who can do the job and 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 you like them okay so that's the line in the sand that's that i want to point out for you guys is there's technicians that should not be technicians let's let's do what we can to either get rid of them or help them along okay um, that's enough of me. Uh, sorry about the anger. The scenarios that I laid out for you should be things that no technician should ever have to deal with. I mean, it's, it is, ob- it, honestly, it's bad enough when the cars break themselves, but when other people get their fucking greasy, grimy, stupid little fingers on them and fuck them up for us, oh, I I cannot tolerate that at all, okay? So listen, the podcast is over. I want you to tell me if you've got any stories that are similar to the one I just regaled you with. Um, let me know what you did or what you plan on doing about uh, technicians in your shop who don't belong in your shop. Uh, let me know what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. Some, you know, I mean, if a technician's got to go, get rid of them and let me know how it worked out, okay? Uh, this is Jungle Jimmy. We're signing off. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and... Uh, uh, what's the other one? Instagram? Are we on there? Sure, we're on there. Okay, hit us up with your stories, your comments, uh, your uh, feedback. Until then, it's Uncle Jimmy signing off. See sure.